and we're back. Love that we press record. What is that? Is that a lawnmower outside? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, my uh, my my <laughs> brother-in-law. Timing. Perfect timing to press record. Yeah, my brother-in-law decided to mow. Um, to right 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 when I'm recording the podcast. So that's 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 awesome. Yeah, it it is what it is. We're gonna have to deal I mean, with a lawnmower. Nothing, nothing better to do, I guess. Well, um, it's been the weather has been crappy, um, and he hasn't been able to mow the lawn because we got snow. I know that sounds weird. <laughs> um, yeah, this but, weather. Uh, yeah, feels like I, the end of the world. They they say that though, but you know, honestly, we've gotten snow in May before. Um, you know, and there's places in Pennsylvania that get snow clear into to, to June in some places. I'd have to look up the town, but there's a town. Um, just southeast of Erie, um, that they they hold the mm-hmm. record for snowfall. Union City. Uh, I, it sounds familiar, but I don't know that that's it. Uh, but they hold the record for uh, yeah, that snowfall. Area. Yeah, they hold the record for snowfall in Pennsylvania, and uh, it's been known to snow clear into June in in that that one little county in Pennsylvania. They just get lake effect uh, Very lake effect wind. For them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they get. I think that I think the average says that they actually get more snow, um, by volume or whatever than Buffalo, New York. So that's that's pretty crazy considering that Buffalo is under two foot of snow a, a good majority of the time. I don't know. So, about majority of the time. Well, majority of the time, majority of the time in the winter. We'll put it that way. Um, yeah. If you haven't noticed, Jesse Jesse hasn't showed up yet. We haven't heard from Jesse yet th- this morning. Um, I'm sure he'll jump in um, whenever he, whenever he, uh, is aware. Uh, it may or may not be here. joining us. Hopefully, nothing's going on. You know, keeping him from his phone. I, you know, we really haven't heard anything. But yeah, yeah. So hopefully everything's okay. Sure, he's fine. Probably, we, probably sleeping. Yeah, let's let's hope. Let's hope that he just uh, was working late or something last night and just and just slept in. But haven't heard from Jesse. Uh, we'll keep everybody posted on that, but I'm again, uh, like Scott said, we're sure everything's fine. Um, crazy, uh, crazy week uh, in general. There's there's been some insane things uh, going on uh, in the in the COVID world uh, that we all have come to know and tolerate. Um, <laughs> uh, what we were talking about before before we hit record here was. Um, uh, something about uh, Donald Trump's signature on the checks. Yeah, I guess the checks, the the physical checks, are going to be delayed because they're putting Trump's signature on it, and that news came out within the past week. And now today, the Treasury Secretary is saying it was his idea, and his that idea. doesn't really make it better, in my opinion. No, because that's so. Yeah, that's like two people failing to make the right decision so my my question would be would it normally it would normally be the treasury secretary's signature on the checks would it not it would be steve nutchin probably because usually when you get i don't know I've, i've gotten very few physical checks from the i've gotten a couple i always do direct deposit so i never get a check from the federal government when I was younger, my my refunds would always come by paper check because direct deposit wasn't yet a thing from the government. Um, so I do remember, uh, I believe it was the Treasury Secretary 
uh, signature on the on the check. So essentially, all he's do now. Let, let's be honest. Is this, is it really going to cause a delay? Do they are they are they stopping the printing of the checks, or do they just have to start printing with a new? Th- We're talking about the federal government. Because let's be honest, if this and was... That's all I need to say. I mean, any kind of change... You'd think they would have Trump's signature on hand to just be yes. able to put on things, but maybe not. That's my point. They could just go into Photoshop, uh, you know, replace Steve Nunchen's uh, <laughs> signature with Trump's signature and just hit print. I mean, that's how I would do it if I was printing something that I from at my house. So I imagine, you know, let's say that they're, they're through a run of 100,000 checks... And eighty thousand checks in, he makes the decision. Oh, let's put Trump's name on it. Now we got to cancel all these checks and start over. I could see how there would be a delay, but adding somebody's signature to a check, I don't see how that would cause that much of a delay, other than uh, the bureaucracy I'm okay, of the honestly, federal government. I'm totally okay with it, as long as there's no delay. If there's any kind of a meaningful delay, more than like a day, then that's a bad decision. Because let's be honest, the, this this. Uh, you know, everyone knows I'm a Trump fan. I'm a Trump supporter. Uh, you know, I, almost, almost to like a zealot level. Like I, I, you know, he, he's he's a really good president in my opinion. Um, but this seems to be like if if this was his idea and this was Steve Nunchen's, it seems more like a campaign, um, a campaign ad or or um, you know a political mm-hmm. move more more than anything that's necessary. Um, if it doesn't cause any delays, I don't see any harm in it, like you said. But to me, it seems like it's more of a, hey, hey, look at me. Uh, I'm Donald Trump and I gave you money. Yeah, that's that was my first reaction was that it was a total egotistical ploy. Um, but now it comes out apparently the idea didn't even come from Trump. It came from the treasury secretary yeah but we all know like let's let's be honest was it was it from well yeah i mean come on i'm yeah you i get what you're saying or or did (laughs) he just call up he's paying steve it would be wonderful if you just said that, that it was your idea and we won't have a huge backlash it'll be wonderful my name will be on the checks people will realize that the money came from me uh and it'll be great it'll be huge it'll be wonderful you know, that's that seems to me like I'm a Trump fan, uh, but that is more along the lines of the Donald Trump that I know. <laughs> uh, that than, sounds like something. That sounds like something that Don would do. Yeah, like he's not the kind of person that would just sit back and like he. It, to be honest, though, it is shocking that he didn't take credit for it. Like, oh yeah, that was totally my idea. I thought it was wonderful. You, you know, so I can kind of believe it, but because. If if Trump if it was his idea, there's no way he's going to let anyone else take credit for it, um, even if it's a bad idea. I'm so I've I've found this article on Salon.com. Oh, okay. So a lot of great stuff coming from Salon. Uh huh. Yep. So just you'll love this title. Trump is insane, and it's time for leading Democrats to say that out loud. When did they stop saying it? I'm pretty sure they've been saying that since he walked down the staircase and announced he was running. All along, forever, yeah. <laughs> and then so I, the, the, the subtitle here, Rational Americans already understand that our president is mentally ill. 
Will Democrats ever speak truth to power? <laughs> okay, that's a little that's a little that's that's a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's at that point then, you're not even you're then, not even you're not even acknowledging objective reality guy, at that point this guy this guy has whoever wrote this uh david Masiotra, i think maybe is how that's pronounced i'm not gonna i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing it you, but he sounds like we're got, butchering this <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like he's got some daddy issues it says the article starts Psychologists warn of the deadly consequences of the silent partner in abusive homes. When a father beats or sexually assaults a child, the family will often react by refusing to discuss the abuse, etc., etc. The United States of America is now an abusive household. Also known as... Donald Trump uh, is the lunatic authority figure stalking and traumatizing the victims, the American people, while the Democratic Party, along with the mainstream media, acts as the silent partner. What are you even talking about? They built. They call that the uh, Bill Clinton syndrome. When you when you when you when you just when you see uh, when you see it going on right out in the open, but you just pretend it doesn't happen. <laughs> like everything that man's done for the last thirty years. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, here here's the thing. They they've never stopped. They've never stopped accusing Donald Trump of being mentally ill, even when they do things that they like. Uh, even when he does things that they approve of and that they like, they still find a way to twist it. Um, I would, I would accept that diagnosis that he's mentally ill on two on two, two caveats. One is, I mean, he, you're right, he is, but we all are a little bit. He just little bit. has his own unique brand of egotism. He he, may, I'll, I'll, I'll and, give it to uh, you. If you want to consider like maybe an Asperger's type type disorder as mentally ill, um, I'll give you, you that. Do you think so? He, he, I, I definitely think he might have might be on the spectrum a little bit. Um, maybe maybe not maybe not severely or maybe. anything like that. You know what? You that's can, an interesting that's an interesting uh, hypothesis there. But if you if you if you look at some of his behavior, it does seem a little tone deaf sometimes. Yes. Yep, and he just doesn't. He's almost mechanical um, in 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 the way he responds to human emotion um, and things like that. You don't get me wrong; he has, <laughs> he, he has empathy and all that stuff. You could see. You no, know, I I, that, <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but I didn't mean it as a joke. I mean, you can see that he he reacts Donald, differently. He reacts the, differently the to, to, to different situations. Yeah, like he just, print, just printing money. <laughs> <laughs> But, but he is kind of he is kind of disconnected from emotion. You know what I mean? Like he's, I've I've heard um, I've heard different people talk about. Now you got to take it with a grain of salt because a lot of these interviews are from people that quote unquote used to be his friends. And what I mean by that is is people that supported him up until he ran for president. They hung up. They hung out with him. They they took his money. They they took his donations. They they hung out at his house. They played golf with him. Up they until were the good. point that it became yes. exceedingly unpopular to do so. Yes, and then all of a sudden, when he's president, now they now they diss him. So you gotta you gotta take it with a grain of salt because it's coming from those type of people, like like Bill Maher, um, and um, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Maher uh, said, he, he said, um, Bill Maher said something along the lines where Donald Trump never, um, never smiled genuinely. Like it was always, he never laughed genuinely unless it was at somebody's expense. Um, and then there was an interview I saw with mm. Penn, with Penn Jillette, uh, who worked with Donald Trump on the, on the God. apprentice. Uh, on the apprentice and he said that while he was on the apprentice that Donald Donald Trump didn't laugh at jokes like unless it was like like Bill Maher said unless it was something uh, that was poking fun at somebody else like if if you were ribbing on somebody because of their being overweight or something like that then Donald Trump would laugh at that but he would never laugh at a you know why did the chicken cross the road type of joke he just didn't understand that kind of humor which is the, the which is typical behavior for somebody on the just just to just to add something about Pendulette. I I watched some kind of a I think it was a little not a TED talk but one of those little you know YouTube's that TEDx will put out on YouTube and um, it was Pendulette and he said that magic is. You should never take anything at face value. You should not, you know, if somebody's on camera in front of you, you can never believe that what they're doing is real. And I thought that was so ironic because he had he had a show for the longest time with Penn and Teller where they would have magicians come on and um, it was like Penn and Teller fool us or something. Yep, they would have where magicians they would... come on and they would try to figure out yep. how they did the trick. I've seen that show. I Good can show. never believe that anything that anyone ever did on that ever fooled them ever because they're yeah. working with them. You can't tell me that their assistants are not helping them perform whatever magic trick behind the scenes and they have to 100% know what's going on. Yeah. And they and they act genuinely surprised. Yeah. It could it, it could 100% across be so fake, especially well, within the here's the especially thing, especially considering the, you know that interview, within the within the magician community, like you share you share your tricks, and and now I'm not acting like I'm some insider in the magician, you know, global community or anything like that. But I've seen a lot of uh, interviews. Yeah, give us with all magicians. the give us all the dirty laundry and magicians. <laughs> I've seen a lot of documentaries on magic because I'm fascinated by uh, by the illusion. Um, I'm fascinated by how they can trick the eye. <clears throat> like they, they just use basic psychology. Um, it, it's the same thing as hypnotists. There's no such thing as actual hypnotism, but you can do there's psychological tricks that you can do to let people's mental blocks down and things like that. So, that, so things like that, um, things like that interest me. So I've watched a lot of documentaries on it. Uh, what I'm getting at is, is inside the magicians community, they share their tricks. Um, like they'll, they, they almost let the other magicians know. Um, and this is again, I'm not a magician, so I don't know if this is 100% true, but this is what I gather. So anybody that wants to correct me on on social media, feel free to to correct me on this. But they share tricks so that no two comedian or so no, that no two magicians um, end up doing the same thing. So like Penn and Teller would tell David Copperfield, and I'm just using this as an example. Hey, this is my trick. Uh, this is how I do it. 
Um, that way David Copperfield doesn't try and come up with the same trick or incidentally come up with the same trick. Hmm. Interesting. So it, there's, there's a community of, 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 of magicians and now sometimes they'll get together in a group like what Penn and Teller does for their show and they'll perform a trick and then the comedians are the, I keep saying comedians because like Penn and Teller have a comedy show and all that stuff as well as a, magi a magic show. But, um, the magicians, they'll, um, they'll perform their act for another magician and they'll try and figure out how they did it. And then the reveal comes and they show you how you did it. But if, if, if the magicians themselves can sit and say, Oh, here's how it is. Then maybe they rethink how they did that trick and try to make it a little bit better because even if those people can pick it out, then there might be somebody in the audience that can easily pick it out as well. So last week we did Tiger King. This week we do uh, Magicians yeah. Revealed. So um, how about uh, these protests that are breaking out? We were talking about, about that a little bit uh, before we started the podcast. Yeah. The, I know a guy, he invited me to this Facebook group that's part of these protests and I haven't I haven't uh, really responded to the invite I'm not I don't it's almost like a morbid curiosity I'd like to join oh, just to gotta, see what they're talking about but you got I don't want to be associated with them either <laughs> yeah you got it you got to get in there just for journalistic reasons yeah you think so yeah just so that we, I don't know man he this this guy, these these people, they've been against any kind of social distancing measures for the, you know, from the start, and he's so convinced it's a just a hoax, and oh, I dude, can't you gotta get in. understand that. I can't, I can't understand how you believe that millions of healthcare workers are in on it and nobody's talking. Let's all you right. You just can't. There's no way you can coordinate that. We have to get some rush t-shirts and some tinfoil hats and go to one of these go to one of these why rush why rush t-shirts <laughs> okay um the doors uh whatever psychedelic um you know weird <laughs> off off the bro uh, the ramones what well, do you want me i keep going the no cakes. we just no uh, get, get like the the beatles abbey road yes or magical mystery tour shirts. Just the off the wall hipster. Uh, don't get me wrong; all these bands are great. I'm not knocking the bands. It's just that there's certain types of people. The people who, yeah, <laughs> that, that wear, that go out of their way to find these obscure T-shirts. You know what? You know the group. You know. Yeah, I know you know the, the thing. Kind of people you're talking about. You know the thing. So yeah, um, <laughs> no, I don't want to go. Maybe I'll maybe I'll join the group just to see the kind of crazy shit. This could be like that they post. This could end up being like black black Klansman type level journalism here, where we infiltrate some <laughs> some sp splinter cell. <laughs> Except in, instead of a instead of a black person joining the joining the clan, it's a reasonable person joining a, the coronavirus protest movement yeah just to I mean, see isn't, isn't it the, the same kind of thing insanity a reasonable person joining a cult of people that believe nonsense is it not the same <laughs> like scientology or mormonism 
Oh, dude, if I could somehow get an in on Scientology, I would I would be there in a second. I would I would I would ju- just just out of pure curiosity. <laughs> If I somehow no, got you, I in. mean, the kind of stuff that you have to go through, though, they make you they make you sweat. Like you have to. First of all, you have to tie up all of your finances in in the church. Oh, I'm down. And I'm I down. have church. I don't care in what it costs. Heavy, heavy quotes. Church in heavy quotes. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, have to sure. tie up your finances. Give them their bank. Give them. Give them your bank information. And then, so if you ever leave, you're just screwed. You have to start over. I'm fine with that. I've got nothing now, so. <laughs> I mean, you have a family. Well, I have that, yes. And they have but to I've be been... in on it too. Okay, they have to be in too. All right, I'm down. So Aaron just Aaron's got to wear the little Mormon suit and the Mormon special underwear, and <laughs> I just I'm telling you, when it comes to Scientology, I, nobody's nobody's been able to 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 get it out there. I would totally dive headfirst into that shit just to completely write a book about it and and expose all of it i would live my life the rest of my life in a in a in a in a log cabin in in the middle of minnesota um just what if they successfully brainwash you i don't i think i'm maybe i'm cocky but i think i'm a little too smart for that you think so i mean i've grown up around christians my whole life and i haven't you know, completely drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, but you're allowed to leave Christianity. They don't, That's true. I mean, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll shun you and talk about you behind your back because they're very not Christ-like. Very, no. Very many of them. Not but the, not the, not the you majority are of them. I, I will say that. At least that, not around here. I'd love to find, you know what, if we could find that small sector, like the, uh, just a, some town somewhere in rural America, where Christians are actually, they read the Bible and follow it. I'll tell you, I, I found, think if I grew up there, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have left. I'm not trying to make a pitch here or anything, but the, the church that I do go to now, uh, for the most part, as far as I could tell, uh, Moreland Baptist up here, they, they seem to be those type of people. Um, they, 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 they're not judgy. Um, they don't try to push things. Uh, they don't care about your sexual orientation for the most part. I mean, they're not gonna, they're not gonna th- throw you a throw you a wedding or anything, as far as I know. Um, I'm sure they. I, I don't know what the rules are there, but what my point is is they're, they 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 seem to practice what they preach, and and they they don't they don't want to get all up in your business and and and. Uh, so far, everybody that I've met there is a good, decent, what you would want out of a, out of a Christian. Um, but I've, I've seen a lot of churches around here that I won't name uh, that are the polar opposite of that, where you, you can't even go if you don't have a suit and tie. You know what I mean? Well, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about self-respect and dressing appropriately. Oh, sure. But, yeah, some people take it maybe a little too far. Hell, our family, you know, we go to funerals in, like, flannel and jeans. Yeah, and which which is which I think is perfectly acceptable as long as it's not, like, you didn't just come from... You didn't just come from the shop or whatever, and you've got paint all over your jeans and you know, like as as long as you didn't just you know come from your bike rally and you come wearing a bandana and leather, all sweated up from the ride. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
As long as you don't do that. As long as you don't do that, however, unfortunately. As long as you <laughs> as long as you don't smell worse than the corpse in the coffin. <laughs> you're probably See, welcome. Like, unfortunately, I have been to funerals where people have uh, shown up in the sweatpants with juicy written across the ass. Oh no. Yeah, I, I've I've seen that. <laughs> I've been there. That's yeah, that's completely unacceptable. That's inappropriate. I've been there. Yep. I've been to I've been to <laughs> I've been to funerals where you've got the guy in the tank top because he's already got he's already wearing sleeves, so why does his shirt need sleeves, you know? <laughs> I, I, I I the last the I, I think I, were were you may have been at this funeral too. I don't want to say too much about this. It was a family funeral, but I don't want to say too much about this in case somebody gets offended. But the pre the 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 pastor at said funeral was wearing a camouflage tuxedo. Oh, do I remember that? It was one of. It I was, try to remember as little about funerals as possible. I I I don't I I don't disagree with that, but the. Funeral in question, it was not. It was not either of our grandparents, but it was a family member, and the the preacher was in. It, it oh no, like, I couldn't. I couldn't get to that one. No, I know. I. I yeah, I do remember this. I couldn't get to that one. No, we don't have to like, go into the specifics as to why, yeah. because it was just a messed up situation. Yes, but it I was, do remember what you're talking about now. It was yeah. like Phil yeah, Robertson. I, I think. Um, I think my dad told me about that yes it was like phil robertson was, how was, was officiating the like duck dynasty the most was right there unprofessional <laughs> do you have the hat on and everything the mesh yeah, the bandana the bandana yeah oh. yeah the bandana the big the big long white beard bandana and camouflage tuxedo. oh yeah give me a eulogy camo santa <laughs> How about it? This dude, oh my god. Nice guy. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me I'm not taking it like he, he was he was people he was, who are honest about who they are typically are nice people. Yeah, and, and he was he there was no shame. <laughs> There's no questioning no if he didn't even background. Nope, he didn't he didn't think about it. He was just like, yep, this is what I'm going with. Camouflage tuxedo. Had one of those southern southern string ties, I believe, if my memory serves me. Like it was just one of those. Oh, a bolo loose, tie. Yeah, like a loosely, just like a loosely tied, uh, loosely oh tied cam, camouflage tuxedo. It's like, it's like a medallion on a rope. Yeah, just, yeah, just not appropriate for a funeral. But this dude was completely head to toe camouflage white beard like zz top was him. was was doing the funeral that i mean every, you know what every girl crazy about <laughs> every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man <laughs> and camo. oh my god but it uh, yeah i don't even know so, what we were talking about so what's completely the, yeah <laughs> we got on pen Gillette and then magicians and somehow Funerals, we always I guess. go down these know. rabbit trails. I don't know how it happens, but it happens. Yeah. So what's this? Uh, <clears throat> who is Matt Drudge, and why should I give a damn? 
the oh the I I I really don't know. I I'm assuming you're talking about the Drudge Report. Well, they're having a feud right now, I guess. Really? See, I'm because yeah, of this quarantine. Trump tweeted, I gave up on Drudge. I gave up on Drudge long ago, as have many others. Ugh, cutting. Oh wow. Well, I don't know what to. I don't know what to make of anything that comes out of Donald Trump's Twitter account anymore. I just don't know what's... I don't know what to make of it anymore. For better or worse. I stopped like, paying attention in November of 2016. <laughs> well, it's like some of the stuff he says is completely coherent, and I understand, and I completely get why he's saying it. And then other times, it's almost as if, like, the the Tylenol with codeine just kicked in, and he's, like, the Roseanne situation, where he just doesn't know what he's saying. Where, where, yeah, where will you be when the shrooms kick in? Yeah, and, and he just starts going off on these rants, and you're like, just, okay. Trump just happens to always be in front of his computer on Twitter when the shrooms kick in. I, I, just the I, wonder, I wonder sometimes, I wonder sometimes if it's actually him doing all these tweets, or if he's just... I was going to say, does he, he's does just he got have a time? Team. Does he have a guy? Does he have somebody that, that he... That just listens to what Trump is yeah, saying. Yeah, but if and he's got a guy, he needs to get a new guy because he can't keep approving the guy, the shit that this guy's putting out. And you know that if he, if he has a guy, you know Trump's Trump's just like he's got his you know his real Twitter account that he doesn't actually tweet on, and he's just he's just following the the account that this guy's running for him. Yeah, and you know that he's just seeing updates on his phone. Like, yes, beautiful, perfect. Perfect. This the tweet's going to be huge. This is going to be great tweet. Great, great tweet. It's going to be a big one. I just or is it? Think about it this way though. I, it, it is it all a marketing campaign? Is the entire Twitter account nothing more than marketing? Just putting shit out there that's going to get what's its angle? Traction. Just just traction. Just visibility. Always being. Always being in. Oh man, boy! I don't know that anyone's been more visible in recent history. That's what I'm saying. But it's because of his Twitter account that he is so visible, like because he's constantly tweeting outlandish shit that he's constantly in the public oh, eye. Boy, howdy, is it ever? Yeah, like sometimes it's it's really weird and. And then other times it's like, hell yeah, it's patriotic. And you're like, yeah, I can get behind that shit. And then other times it's like, what in the 2 a.m. drunk text are you putting out in the Twitter sphere? <laughs> yeah. So I just, that's my only, that's my only explanation is, is the entire thing is a, uh, is a marketing campaign. Because look at, look at the way he talks at his rallies. And the way he talks when he speaks at, at with speeches and stuff like that, he's not that guy on Twitter. Well, devil's advocate would say that he doesn't write any of those. The speeches? Yeah. Well, at the... At the um, How confident are you that he's writing his own speeches? 
Well, at the at the at the uh, at the rallies, he doesn't have a prompter. So either oh he's really? Not, well, he's got a he's, podium though. He does have a podium. He could have like he could have note cards or anything. But coming from somebody that's been there, he's not reading off of cards, and he doesn't have a teleprompter. Hmm. Maybe he's got the special Google contacts. Or yeah, it could be. Or or They're Wi-Fi I mean, it enabled. Could, it could completely be that he's got an earpiece in. And somebody's feeding him stuff, or that he memorizes these cards before he goes out. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a hundred there's a hundred different ways that he could be fed words. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not saying that that's not the thing, but all I'm saying is that he's not the typical public speaker that has a teleprompter. At least at the, at least at the rallies, at the at the speeches, for sure, for sure, he's he's being fed those lines because he doesn't say huge or. Or uh, any of that stuff. He doesn't call anybody Mini Mike and all this, all the, the Trumpisms that normally would happen in the, like in the in the State of the Union address, for example. That that's completely written for him, as is every speech ever president has ever made for the State of the Union. Are you uh, are you about ready for the for this whole lockdown to be over? Well. It's tough because I've got kids to homeschool and I'm dealing with that right now because I'm technically working from home and the nature of my job, you know, being the IT administrator, especially in a time like this when so many people are not working, I have fewer problems to deal with. So, you know, somebody will shoot me an email and I'll see it and within 10 to 15 minutes I can get it taken care of, but I'm not necessarily constantly sitting at the computer you know and i can still do stuff with the kids and take care of the house so you know the work given the nature of the situation my work is cut down a lot and it's very intermittent when i go back to work and everybody goes back to work school's still canceled yeah so that creates a bit of a problem I hear because you. now I have to find somebody to watch the kids. I have to make sure they're being caught up on schoolwork. And I don't know if I really trust anybody else to do it with them, at least not properly. I'm very protective of my kids' education. No, so I want to well, be the be. one. I want to be involved as much as possible. And to give that to somebody who, in my opinion, is just going through the motions and trying to get it done, you know, put words on paper but not necessarily teach the kids anything it just it just sucks it's a crappy situation so it's gonna this whole thing has been very difficult so far and it's only going to get more difficult when i have to go to back to work but they can't go to school no i'm i'm 100 with you on that luckily um i'm i'm blessed with the stay-at-home mom uh, that even if i do go back to work she'll still be there to make sure that he's doing his school work and and stuff like that as she is doing now um so i'm 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 fortunate yeah. in this entire situation yeah. i'm covered i've got i've you know i'm working from home so i don't have to worry about it um, i'm sure i'm sure the company i work for if i if if the lockdown is lifted and i say hey um you know i don't i don't really feel comfortable um you know coming in yet um i'm sure that they would say all right just keep working from home until you know, you feel comfortable coming in, but I, I would feel comfortable going into work at this point. I, I've, at least with the people that I work with, I feel like they don't have a lot of outside contact. So, um, I would feel, yeah. I, what are you saying? 
I'm saying that uh, you IT... work with a bunch of basement dwellers. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying uh, IT workers tend to be introverts. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> our our social not our... going to not going to midnight raves are they? No, I I would I would be very shocked if any of them. Like I'll be honest, uh, we have a guy that works there that goes to. Um, last year he went to last summer he went to Colombia. And the summer before that, he went to Mexico, um, and I think he's going to Venezuela um, this this summer. I could be wrong. This but guy's I... doing coke. <laughs> no, he's not. He's actually. A, I think he he goes down there on uh, on Christian missions um, to help the people in these. Yeah, um, it's always the quiet ones. Yeah, it's always the quiet ones. Um, and the owner, the owner goes to Costa Rica. Um, Every every couple of years for for Christian missions and spends the summer down there feeding people and so on and so forth. Um, so they're they're I, I think those trips are going to be canceled um, this this summer. But uh, other than that, that there's they're pretty much stay at home and uh, especially the no offense to you guys if you if you're listening, but especially the programmers. Um, they, they tend to be, um, even, even at work, you don't hear a peep out of them the entire day. Um, the, they, they come in, they do their job. You don't even hear them leave. Uh, the, the, the networking side of our business is, is definitely the more router side, rowdier side. That's interesting. Yeah. And I guess I know who's in charge of networking over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and like what, what's, <laughs> what's, what's, what is nice about our job is we're, 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 we're kind of close, but we're still spread out. You, you've been in the office there. Um, have you been in the office? Uh, yeah, a few times. Yeah. So we're a couple times. Yeah. Even if, even if we're to, even if we were in normal working conditions, we would still be six feet, more than six feet apart at our desks because our desks are very, very spread out. And, uh, the only, the only ones there, there would only be, um, a couple people that would be a problem. Uh, and the only issue would be is because the divider only goes so high. So you would be, you would technically be face to face with somebody maybe about three or four feet away from you. Uh, but there's two, there's a computer monitor, a wall, and another computer monitor between the two of you. It's just that the, the, the stanchion the only goes about four or five feet high. So there's, it doesn't go to the, to the ceiling to, to be protected, but you're not actually like face to face with the person. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm ready to be allowed to go outside without a mask. That seems like fun. What's what's nice is living out in the country where I live. I can I can still go out and without a mask and and do all my normal stuff outside if I want to get out of the house. Um, but going out into public, I I almost feel like and I sh- and I shouldn't feel this way, but but I almost feel like I'm breaking the law just going to the store. Yeah, it feels a little risky, doesn't it? Yep. And, and, and I almost feel like, I, I feel like I'm having, having, uh, unprotected sex in the eighties. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying there? You're just rolling the dice. Just, just going to, just going to the supermarket. Every single time. 
Yep. It's like his. All right. I, I, I really... find myself like looking around. I have. I've. I've seen a ton of cops out, and they've never pulled me over or anything. And I've not seen anybody pulled over like at random stops or anything. Like a, the the thing that people were afraid was going to happen hasn't happened. Pennsylvania has been, but I good. still find myself trying to look out. Here, the directive. Um, like the, I'm gonna the, get caught. I feel like I'm sneaking my hand into the cookie jar every time I go to the grocery store. <laughs> I, I know the feeling you're talking about. the The head of the Pennsylvania State Police, uh, when this whole thing started, he basically said that his directive was that he's not gonna openly arrest people for being out. Um, but if but if you get pulled over or something along those lines for speeding, for taillight out, for you know, normal, it's, it's like a secondary offense. So let's say you're out and you, and they find out that you're, you're going to a strip club. Uh, you're, you're going to get fined for that. Uh, but he's not going to, he's not just going to pull people over, uh, just for being out traveling. I mean, this would have to be some kind of a risky strip club anyway, if they're still operating under these conditions. Oh, have you, have you, have you, you haven't, you haven't seen this then. Do some research. Strip clubs haven't shut down. Apparently not. S- strip clubs have have remained oh, open. My. Do some research. In fact, there's all strip, of them. I don't know about all of them, but uh, the, the the strip clubs. Uh, I don't remember the name. Look up uh, strip club in Philly refuses to shut down. In what way are they necessary or essential? Uh, that's what I'm saying. They absolutely are not, and that's and that's the bigger point. Boy. We just an update. We have heard from Jesse. He was working late last night, just as we thought. It not was exactly, sure what he was doing, but he does the uh, he does the 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 Uber and the DoorDash. Now I, I can't believe the Uber's still running. So maybe he was only doing the DoorDash stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, DoorDash, I could see definitely. And that's probably what he was doing. Uh, th- th- as late as he's saying, though, that, I mean, that sucks. Yeah, that's but, horrible. I, you know, you need the money right now yeah. more than ever. So Yeah, yeah, money. More power uh, to him. Yep, yep. Never, I would never fault anybody for working. That's always been my my philosophy. I don't care what your problem now. Get, don't get me wrong. I've always said I'm not going to be one of those dads that puts puts his work before his kids. Um, so I, I'm always going to be there when my kid has something. You know, he plays football. I'm going to be at the football games. If he plays basketball, I'm going to be at the basketball games. But um, but I also understand that you know work does come first because without work you can't feed your family. So uh, you know there's there's a there's a fine line you got to you got to draw there, but I will never fault anybody for, for working. That's for sure. Yeah. I was not aware that strip clubs are still operating. Is that not insane? So that's fun. I put out on it is. The-, it, the one place that like you should not ever go to anyway, probably because of diseases. And now we've got this stuff going on and they're still running. And not only that, not only that, but, People are still showing up. Oh yeah. Now here's. I mean, are the girls tripping in face masks? Here's the funny thing. No, the there was a strip club in Philly that's now advertising a drive-through. Um, 
<laughs> I was waiting for that to sink in. <laughs> I, I don't even understand how that would work. Like, what's available to you? Because they normally serve drinks at these places, right? <laughs> um, well, it depends. Um, a lot of it, a lot of the strip clubs in Pennsylvania are um, dry. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to drink. Oh wow, is, that's which good. is weird. Yeah, like there's you you can't you can't serve alcohol um, in the same area that the girls are stripping. Now, there's there's a weird like here's here's a weird caveat. Um, shocker to anybody that knows me, I've been to a couple strip clubs. I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, it's happened. I'm I'm a male. It, when in my in my late teens and and early twenties, I may have visited a gentleman's club or two. Um, there was one in State College called the End Zone, and they had a fifteen dollar cover charge. I've heard of this place. Yep, I don't know if it's still like this, but they had a fifteen dollar cover charge, and you would get into the club for the fifteen dollars, and you couldn't you couldn't buy any alcohol, but in in your cover charge was unlimited beer. You could drink as much beer as you wanted. But the caveat was is that you had to leave through this special door at the end of the strip club and you would go out of the club where the girls are and you would go into this garage with like a picnic table and they would have a keg of beer uh, and you could drink as much as you wanted while you were in that garage. Uh, but then if you were, you couldn't take any alcohol back into where the girls were. I mean, you can take it in in your belly. Well, I, yeah, I guess that. But it was really awkward. Here's here's what was awkward: is you would be in this, you would be in this. That sounds club. exactly as shady as I would want a strip club to be in State College. That's named the End Zone. <laughs> and here's the, the the their 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 big draw was is they had 30, 30 foot poles. The poles would go to the ceiling, and the girls would climb all the way up the poles, and they would slide down the poles, and that was their big draw. But at any rate, um, it was awkward. You would be in the club where the girls were, and then you'd be all doing the, the, the club thing where the girls would be all over you, and then you would awkwardly go out into a room with a crowd of dudes and drink beer with a bunch of dudes because the girls weren't allowed to go out there. So you'd just be standing around, huddled around with a bunch of dudes that were just getting grinded up on and everything in the strip club. It was the most This awkward. really sounds like it's only legal on a fucking technicality. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is, is that that's the loophole, is they're not selling the beer because because it's not, you don't have to pay for it. It's, it's worked into the the cover. Uh, so, you're, so you're not, there's, there's no... You know, they're not actually selling any alcohol there. It's not in the same area as the girls. It's in a completely different building. So you have to leave the building to in order to get back in. So it's like, yeah, it's they they found they found a legal loophole is what they've done. Yeah, it just so happens it's a loophole that makes everyone uncomfortable, including (laughs) including the patrons and the strippers, probably. I I can only imagine, because now you've got a bunch of dudes that smell like beer coming in all drunk, because what what guys would do is they would just go out into that garage and just slam as much beer as they could possibly slam out there so they could hurry up 
and get back in with the girls. So you would see guys come in and just yeah, get four, and four or five cups of beer. If I pay $15, I'm getting my money's worth on that keg of beer. I'm coming oh, back yeah. with the equivalent of a six-pack in me. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then, you, But you can go back out as many times as you want. And I, I, it was just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And they would just keep keep the kegs going, and guys would just get hammered, <laughs> and and just I I, just, I can't I got to imagine it was in state college, so it was a college a bunch of college kids in there frat boys in there just pounding just yeah. pounding like I'm telling you I'm telling you dude like it was impressive I mean yeah but a, a lot of those I don't know man a lot of those frat boys are lightweights. I'm not saying they're not. You don't. They don't have the experience I do. The the guys that I saw were not lightweights. They were they were taking nope. taking oh they were taking cups like entire solo cups solo cups full of beer and just like you remember the man show when they had that guy that would chug a beer at the end of the show. <laughs> I'm telling you, just like that, they would just be like yeah. gulp. Gulp. I remember the man show. Yep, one gulp, one gulp, beer gone, and they would just do like one after another, six of those, and then back into the club. And then they remember when His Highness and His Majesty Jimmy Kimmel was on the man show. Oh yeah, the 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 the, the what do they call Such an him? advocate for women's rights today? Yeah, the, the white knight of feminism. Yeah. And wasn't the didn't they end cheering every, on the juggies? Yeah, and they they ended every show with girls jumping on trampolines. Yeah, without with no bra and just nope. a t-shirt and like, or you know, or in a bikini underwear. Yep, or in her underwear. Yeah, fair. yeah. He was real. You know, he was just trying to give those girls the the proper uh, start that they needed to get into the industry. And help them, you know, raise the ceiling is what he was. I can't to wait do. until allegations come out against that guy. How have there not already been? He has to have like, yeah, the the O.J. Simpson version of sexual allegation legal team. He's, he's got to have just a graveyard in his closet. Yeah, like whoever whoever Jeffrey Epstein's lawyers were through the nineties. That's who Jimmy Kimmel has on his legal team. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> good for him though. Get, yeah. getting away with getting, getting away, away with, with murder it. or whatever the hell else he wants to. Yeah, I mean he he was certainly not the picture of of what the patriarchy should be. No, Ugh. him and him and who who was Adam Adam Carolla. Carolla is that? Yep. His co-host on there, and yeah, and that they, those hosts changed a few times too. They did. It was, and then it was him and Doug Stanhope, and then it was Doug Stanhope and that's right, Adam Doug Carolla, Stan, Doug fucking Stanhope. Yep. And he just is he still is he still doing his shows in the in the suit that's way too big for him? <laughs> I don't know if he is or not, but I know Adam Carolla, big goofy tie. Adam Carolla never changed. He was always the same person no. forever and always. He's always Adam Carolla. Yep, and he is even when he was on the And I have show, to respect the the genuineness of that. Yep. He started podcasting. I don't know if you I don't know if you know that, but he was the first one to ever I do a podcast. That, yeah. 
and hit the success of his podcast, the Adam Carolla show, um, was the whole entire reason why podcasting, why we're here right now, um, was all on the back of Adam Carolla and later, um, obviously Joe Rogan, um, you know, started. I mean, we're here right now because it's Sunday and we're all locked in and we got nothing better to do. Well, if you want to be immediately, (laughs) immediately technical. Yes. I am a little bit of a reductionist, if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, sometimes that's a, that's a great way to look at things. It's it's not a bad uh, not a bad trait to have to boil things down to their bare, uh, to their to the least common denominator, and and just kind of look at things that way. That's how I treat my most important life choices. And that and that's not a bad. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's served you well in in most cases. It certainly clears the chaff. There are some caveats. Sometimes you got to shoot from the hip um, and just go with a gut instinct or something along those lines. But for the most part, I'm I'm somewhat the same. I'm I'm more of a, I take the the insane person's uh, route to things, and I think of every possible scenario where the worst possible thing can happen, and then I just panic about no, those things. I never. Never, ever, ever, ever do that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I do. It's the exact opposite. Yep, I think of the worst possible things that could happen in a scenario, and I worry about those things until... No. Yeah. No, think about what's likely. Yeah. Well, in in, in my life experience, the worst possible situation is the most likely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what everybody thinks. That's true. That's true. Everybody's luck. Everybody's sort of self-deprecating a little bit, except I mean, for Donald if, Trump. If he's, you took that he's, approach, you'd never do anything. You'd never, you'd never go anywhere. You'd never drive because what if a Mack truck hits you? Shit, yeah, I can't see, that, drive. I don't, I don't like what driving. What if I get ran over? I hate cars because a lot of my, a lot of people close to me have died in car accidents. So I'm, I'm terrified of vehicles. But living in cars is the only way to live. I hear you. I hear. That's it. And uh, but but here in my car, I do not feel safest of all. I feel safest of all. I can lock all my doors. <laughs> you you can do that. You can do that. Yeah, just lock those doors. Don't do it when like the minorities are like walking up to the car. I hear it <laughs> makes them angry. Yeah, you. When I, they hear that click. No, see, see, that's a that's a that's a stereotype. White people know clearly to have their doors locked before they get into the bad parts of town. It's that's that's a complete misstereotype. Yeah, as you're crossing those tracks, that's when you want to lock the doors it, yeah. it, because it masks the noise. That's part of the the white person handbook that you get when you when you when you're you know five or six years old. <laughs> yeah, when you're like six years old, your dad pulls you aside. He hands you a little. It's a little gray booklet, yep. you know, got to keep, not, not any fancy colors, got to keep it nice and mundane. Yep. It's almost the color of mayonnaise. Yeah, sort of. Like that, that, that creamy, yellow, white, almost that gray. That creamy, color. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then there's just certain things that are in there, like... Um, That's like, where you read about how, you know, you're better than everybody else, but you're not allowed to talk about it. How to and, dance. Like, have you ever noticed, you know... Um, 
like how to yeah how to the dance rules for with, dancing the rules for dancing only only arms or only legs first of you all do don't use your legs yeah, exactly. you can't use your legs at all arms arms only. arms only unless unless you're irish then it's legs only no arms yeah legs only no arms yep it's one of the only you can't do both pick a, just pick a pick a upper or lower half just pick one yep Yep, either you can move your legs or you can move your arms. Not allowed to do both, as in country line dancing, legs only, no arms. Yep. Yep, Irish and, Celtic dancing. You, know, you lock your doors before you get to before you get to before, that before part you of town. cross the railroad tracks. Mayonnaise, mayonnaise is an acceptable condiment for hamburgers. Oh yeah, absolutely. And for some of us hot dogs apparently. And and for some people hot dogs, you're correct. You're you're correct. That is an optional. You put that's like a ketchup on your macaroni and cheese. That's like an underscore. Yeah, ketchup on macaroni and cheese. That's perfectly acceptable. That's in that's in the handbook. That's in the handbook. Yep. Yep. So it, it's just just little things. I'll have to see if we can upload a copy. It's it's against the rules, but maybe we can get it on there. Yeah, we really shouldn't even be talking about it. No. The Illuminati will show up here yeah. in a minute. Yep. Yep. And and uh I'm I'm sure I'm sure David Duke is just really pissed off right now. We're giving a, we're giving away all the all the secrets to whitedom. Yeah, you know, it's got in there how to how to assert your privilege. How to just a few your, quick yep. tips, you know. Just, you know, in case you weren't aware, you we can I could apply for any job. Yep. You know, we try not to be real obvious about it, so I tend to only apply for jobs that I might be explicitly qualified for. But come on, I know I'm going to get it. Exactly. Yeah, like, why, do, why is there even an application process? Job applications for white people, is it's more like a form fill, that I fill out to let the employer know that I'm now working here. Yeah, yeah. Really, that's that's what it is. And then um, the the addresses that you send so that they can send you your Bon Jovi albums. Because <laughs> you get you get like uh, you get Bon Jovi. I think you get Rush. Um, you get some. Don't you get uh, you get Guns and Roses? Guns and uh, Roses. Use using your illusion or whatever it's yep. called. Yeah. Um, and for some reason. Uh, you get Limp Biscuits three dollar bill, and nobody ever wanted that, so I don't know why they include that. Lincoln Park's hybrid theory. Hybrid theory. You you can become eligible for Lincoln Park's hybrid theory. Yeah, you have to upgrade for that, and after and, after like twenty twenty years of service or something, they'll send you that. One. Yeah, in the early two thousands, Eminem was available, but it, but after two thousand ten. They took him off the list. You can't get him anymore. <laughs> and, oh, a recent edition. You can get you can get any documentary that Neil deGrasse Tyson has ever been in. Oh yes, that's that's part of it. Um, for some yeah. reason, for some Us reason, Whitey's really like uh, ND, NDT. Yep, yep. The the they made him an honorary white guy. They did based on his demeanor. Well, it, if you remember, um, Snoop Dogg drafted Eminem. And in return, we got Neil deGrasse Tyson. Was it was it Neil deGrasse Tyson? I thought it, I thought that trade was for Tiger Woods. No, I, well, I, I maybe maybe that was, but because of the circumstance, <laughs> maybe that's true. But because of the circumstances that happened with Tiger Woods, he was let go. And <laughs> what we give him back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, you know how every once in a while a trade goes sour. 
and you know, uh, you know, somebody's kicked out of the league. Uh, it happened with Antonio yeah. Brown yeah, and the Anto- in, yeah, yeah, they just they just weren't picked back up, and they're they're not free agents anymore. So they're just not eligible. We had to revoke their privilege. Yeah, we had to take that card back. Yeah, because of sir, do you know? extenuating extenuating circumstances and irreparable however you say that word i'm sounding like joe biden here um but the damage irreparable there you go irreparable damage is done to the image uh of of the of the privilege card um we had to take it away (laughs) did you know trump is six foot three i just learned this yeah he's a big guy um he's he's big he's a tall large man He's a tall, large gentleman. Um, you could see it. Um, Probably shops at Men's Warehouse. Yeah, like when. Um, that's why. That's why. If you ever notice in the in big the, and you, tall section of the store, go, go back and watch. You could you could turn the sound off so you don't have to listen to it. But go back and watch the debates between him and Hillary Clinton. She keeps trying to walk forward in the frame so that she appears to be at the same height as him. And he, he just keeps trying to get next to her so that he, that's an appears. interesting trick. That's yeah. an interesting trick because that, that that's usually if there's, there's a science behind it, man, like people have done studies on this and debates are decided generally by the person that looks better, the person that's taller and the person that gets more time answering the questions is usually who people poll that did the debate better so there's just things that that aesthetically people want to see in their brains that make them pick a person whether they whether they had good answers or not um i know that's not a good you know plug height height is a big factor yeah height is a big factor and you watch the debate she keeps trying to move forward yep so that's how. That's why Kennedy won the debates against Nixon. Nixon had the better answers, um, in most people's, you know, scholarly opinions. I'm not saying whether he did or factually did or not, but in the debate, debate wise, uh, Nixon had the better answers. But Kennedy polled better in the debate. Kennedy just he, the much, 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 much better looking man. I yeah, mean, it's not and, even close. And Nixon had the flu at the time, so not only did does he does he look like Richard Nixon, but he looks like Richard Nixon with the flu, all sweaty and <laughs> clammy. And it was just when color when they just they just came yeah. out with color TV, so it was all looks like in a basset color. hound that needs to be put down. Yep, he just looks like a like a basset hound that lost all its fur and has jaundice. <laughs> just yellow and sweaty oh and i mean he does he he does look like liver problems put a suit on oh yeah i can't believe he lived as long as he did i mean really he lived into the 90s and i i couldn't believe that i mean looking back i mean as a kid i didn't it's like wow like it wasn't like a five-year-old like i can't believe nixon's still around but nowadays looking back uh <laughs> <laughs> he really kept it going <laughs> Um, All right. I want to talk about this one last thing. Sure. Um, so Trump's approval rating. Oh, I haven't I haven't checked it in a while. What are we at? Uh, 43, apparently. So that's overall. Yes. Approval stands at 43 percent. 
down significantly from 49% in March. His yeah. disapproval rating is at 54, up from 45. Wow, so people are people are. So people have gotten over anything that he's done for the coronavirus, and it's just basically where it was. So now we're we're, we're essentially our memory has has gone back to the, a time before we were scared to death of the coronavirus. I just want to know when they're going to try to impeach him again. Oh, it's happening. They're already drawing up the papers. Pelosi's, probably December of this year. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say they're gonna try and impeach him, whether he gets reelected or not. <laughs> just can imagine if he doesn't get reelected, and then they just want to roll back. Can we impeach like his four years of presidency? Can we just get rid of those whatever any executive <laughs> orders, bills that he signed into law? Can we just impeach all of that? Yeah, he he. What they're they're praying. Could you imagine? Like, think about this for a second. Just just wrap your mind, wrap your mind around this. There is a real world chance, a real world chance that we could have a president Joe Biden for four years, at least. Oh, we're calling that a real chance now. I mean, it's a ch it's a chance. I mean, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I mean, everything's got a chance. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, it, I mean, this, I just a don't real see, world. I, personally, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either, but at at the same time, there's a there's a real he's for for um. I guess nobody saw Trump coming, so Biden could really pull it out. That, but I, I don't point. see him memeing his way into the Oval Office. That's especially with he can't even read off a card. It wasn't like a. This wasn't like a a, a two-week period. People put up videos and say that Trump Trump misspeaks all the time. Yes, he does. Trump Trump does that. But hell, I'm I'm 36 and I walk into a room sometimes and forget what the fuck I walked into the room for. So I mean, th there's going to be times when your brain Trump's just 70, doesn't work. And I think he's doing pretty good for a 73-year-old. That's what I mean. Joe Biden, it's every single thing the guy tries to talk about. He can't even, he doesn't, you ask him what he wants for breakfast and he'd be like, well, I, you know, if you, you got to take the, with eggs and, you know, and the, the toast you with, and you got to, I just want to, yeah, and, uh, like, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. And that's, and you take the, with the cheese and I want the, all the things together and you just, you know, you got to do things. <laughs> and, and that's how he that's how he responds to everything it is a little scary the nihilist in me still is just loving how ridiculous the world is it's like a sh for me it's just a show oh i mean don't get me wrong this is entertaining but it's terrifying it's the most entertaining i don't have to watch i don't have to watch television or reality tv or anything i just like read the news look out the window and I l just laugh my ass off because yep. it's all so ridiculous. I mean, if this were a show, I would be watching that shit. I would be binging that <laughs> constantly, and yep. I am. Yeah, yeah, because it's and 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 I think that's why we're eating it up. People eat it up because it is. It's a reality show. This dude, it's like The Apprentice, the the presidential version. <laughs> it is. Well, not only, not only Trump, but just. Almost anybody, almost anybody who's in the public, who's in the, the public eye right now, it's just 
everything is so absurd and I can't believe the de the decisions that are being made right now and the lapses in logic sometimes just blow my blow my mind like how did you get this far in life if these are the kinds of choices that you're making and yeah how how did how did, how have you how have you survived this long with this set of of beliefs and 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 with this moral compass how have you made it this far i i think that all the time on a, on a lot of different levels not just like we were we're we're watching this show on tv um it's a netflix series uh, i can't remember the name of it um but it's a netflix series where there it's a bunch of singles and they go to this resort thinking that they're going to hook up and be on this um you know orgy island or whatever it is and they <laughs> yeah and but the caveat is, is they get a hundred grand but but nobody can sleep with anybody there's no kissing there's no sex there's no sexual touching or anything like that um you can hug and you could talk because these these are people that are they're they're tinder people they just sleep with everybody and they don't have any meaningful relationships so they have to make it through the the this this thing just explaining the show the point i'm trying to make is this one girl on there uh, it's called too hot to handle is the name of the show if you want to look it up um it's on netflix but this one girl too in there hot to handle yep this it's i thought it was going to be stupid too because it's one of those uh it seems like one of those bachelor bachelorette type shows, but it is actually entertaining. Um, so I would say, you know, give it a try if you don't like it, whatever. But this one girl in there, she's like, Oh, this guy's from Australia. I don't even know where that is. Wrap your mind around oh that my. for a second. How do you not know where Australia is? It's not like I well, asked you to find out uh, Uzbekistan. Looking, looking at the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, I could probably find Uzbekistan. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, Australia, it's, yeah. a, it's an entire continent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not... Uh, God, I can't... It's like saying... I wonder Europe? how she got through history class. Ne never heard of Geography Europe. class. Never heard of Europe before. What's this What's this Asia you're speaking of? Oh, so... It's ridiculous. That's... The, the so what is okay? So they get a they get a hundred thousand if they follow the rules. If is they that what follow it is? the rules, and for every time somebody breaks the rules, they're fined and money is deducted from the hundred thousand dollars. So like the first night, oh boy, this first oh night, the, yeah, the first night, this couple, <laughs> this couple that have they let them go, they let them meet each other and what the, they mingle for like twelve hours. And they're, they don't know that this is going to happen. And they have like a little Siri type thing that's in control of the island and the rules and stuff like that. And so they, they get to meet each other and they, they, they kind of flirt a little bit. And then all of a sudden they find out they can't do anything. The first night, uh, this one couple just can't handle it or whatever. And they kiss. Costs, costs the whole group uh, three grand just for a kiss. So oh, three grand each. No, see the, the the yeah. So the thing is, is what the way that I think I understand it. Well, is, okay, this hundred grand is that for everybody, or is that everybody? Everybody gets a hundred grand, but if somebody messes up, then it takes it, it takes it deducts from everybody's hundred grand. 
So when they were fined $3,000, everybody got fined $3,000. So then everybody dropped down to $97,000. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? That's, that's, hmm. So then they, then they, you know, find out who it is. There's a big fight over it. Is this how we teach people the consequences of their actions? Is this how we teach people that, you know, when you, when you screw up, you kind of, you kind of screw things up for everybody sometimes. Is that yeah. how we teach this now? We I have mean, a bunch of attractive people on an island and we find them money for being attracted to each other. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing is, is that they're, it's almost like they're tempting them to do it too, because they have these relationship specialists come in and teach them how to do bondage and teach them how to do like that, that kind of stuff. And then yet they're not supposed to have, they're not supposed to go to the next level or anything like that. This, this is, you know what, as much as it seems deplorable, a lot of this seems like a really good allegory for the temptations of life. Yeah. I mean, it. look at it though. I mean, it, it's, it's very much so. And the only reason I think that it's entertaining is because it does have those kind of, yeah, it's fun and whimsical when you're watching it and stuff like that, but it does have those real world, it, it mirrors the real world and the and the shitty choices that these people make. Here's the thing, is the, it, it shows these people the shitty choices that they make in their life on this island have consequences where in real life maybe it doesn't maybe they've skirted things maybe they've gotten gonorrhea a couple times took some antibiotics and turned out to be fine you know what i mean i feel like you're applying a whole lot of characteristics to these people well if you watch the show if you watch the show you'll realize that these people are the stereotypes that you imagine in your head this one guy has slept with almost a thousand girls so he says. So he says. Yes, I agree. So he says. But trust me, looking at this guy, he's probably slept with a thousand girls. <laughs> what are you saying, Mike? What are I'm you saying, saying about how you feel about this person? I am saying that there is not anybody on this show that is unattractive. Not one of them. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair... Okay. So, well... That seems like a good place to stop. A plug for another Netflix special. We should start getting some royalties from Netflix here pretty soon. Yeah, come on. I mean, I mean, I'm let, sure you're listening. I'm sure you're out there. Go yeah, throw Net- us some bones. Netflix knows everything. Get in contact with us. You know, you can find us at podcast. Uh, oh man, I can't even do the. I'm. I got Joe Biden syndrome today. Uh, between the lines show dot podbean dot wherever you, you find us, you, the, go, you get on the on the on on the on the computer, and you search you do the you go to, to Google to search for the podcast, and then uh, you know I mean you you know where it is. Text I better get Joe, this right. Three o three three o three three. What? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta get this right. Yay! Tech Joe. He did it. Three three o. Ah, you can find us at betweenthelineshow.podbean.com. All of our social media links are there. Um, go out, find us on Twitter at the BTL Podcast, Facebook.com forward slash PA Between the Lines. Uh, do some interaction with us on the social medias. Let us know what you think. Comment on our shows and such and so on and so forth. Let us know um, 
anything that you would like to hear, anything you'd like to change. If we're wrong on anything, let us know. We like negative comments, hate mail as well. If we haven't gotten any of that yet, that would be interesting. Um, just send us send us whatever you want. Um, all of our social media links again, between the lines show.podbean.com. Anything you want to add? Ah uh, no, I'm out of wit. I'm out of wit. <laughs> I need to go outside. <laughs>